0: I don't know how many people feel for a Brad Marchand. Have you seen this, the uh, Boston uh, Bruins uh, forward? This was uh, during a game last night against the Philadelphia Flyers. They went to a shootout. The game is on Marchand's stick, and there's the puck sitting at center ice as he approaches it uh, for his shot on goal, and uh, have a listen to this. Brad Marchand must score. He missed Off the puck. start or he nudged the puck forward. It looked like he got a piece of it. Marshall, I'm trying to sell it like no. Flyers are saying, hey, he made a play on that puck. Yep. This is over. Yep. It's like a double stroke in golf. Tom Chmielski signals no goal. The Flyers win in overtime. All right, so if you couldn't quite follow along that well on radio, basically uh, Marshawn approaches the puck, and on closer examination, like, like it looked like he completely whiffed it. He completely missed, and he got to the blue line, and then just kind of went, "Oh, I don't have a puck with me." <laughs> and nobody knew what the ruling was supposed to be. And then they looked, and his blade, the blade of his stick, basically brushed the top of the puck and moved it like maybe an inch. And they decided and that was you know considered what? a shot. That's your shot. Wow. Game over. Done. Uh, let's welcome in the coach, Tim Cunningham. He joins us to talk about this and other matters here on Global News Radio 640 Toronto. Coach, have you ever seen anything like this?
1: I have never seen anything like that in my life. And you know, if Brad Marchand is taking a shot in the uh, in the shootout. He's one of their top three shootout players in practice. Like He's one of the best guys on the on the team. And I know people in Toronto hate to hear this, but in my humble opinion, Brad Marchand is still one of the best players on the planet. And when I watched it, I thought two things came to mind. I thought, well, the line is stick is, is weird. And the other thing is it, it seemed that he probably had about a million things going through his head at this uh, all at once except for the fact I've got to play the puck.
0: Do you think that that's just one of those things you're concentrating more on am I going to deke, am I going to shoot, am I going to go between the legs, top corner? And you're just thinking it's kind of an automatic, I'll pick the puck up. Uh, that's sort of rudimentary.
1: Yeah, because he didn't—he didn't even really have his arms straight out. He just—he he seemed to be in a funny position. But I think you're absolutely right. I think he probably, uh, knowing him, he's a bit of a showboat. He maybe he was trying to—he uh, was going to come up with something very unique and uh, did everything but bring the puck down the ice with him. But I loved his reaction when he got to the blue line. His, his, his shoulders just kind of sag. It's like, oh, jeez.
0: <laughs> <laughs> now he did cost the Bruins a potential win. But having said that. I can only imagine what all of his teammates were saying to him in the room. Oh, I mean, they had oh to be working him over pretty good. <laughs>
1: Oh, especially today. There will be stuff at practice. There will be some memes. But his teammates, it'll be merciless what they do to him because uh, he's he's one of those guys that, uh, you know, guys love to play with him, and, and he's, a, he's a great teammate, but when something like this happens, he could be the best guy, player on the planet. They are going to go after you hard.
0: Yeah, absolutely, and listen, as a Leaf fan, and on, and on behalf of all Leaf fans, uh, <laughs> it couldn't happen to a nicer guy.
1: <laughs> I knew you were going to say that.
0: <laughs> yeah. All right, uh, speaking of the Leafs, let's talk about Morgan Riley, uh, this injury. He's got a broken foot. Uh, first of all, is there any truth to the rumor that he uh, broke it on that uh, McDavid deke? <laughs> <laughs>
1: oh, I think he pulled a groin muscle on that yeah, one. Okay. <laughs> that could have led to the broken foot, but you know, again, it's sort of an innocuous play, and, and you think uh, it just just caught him on the right part of the skate boot. And uh, you know, uh, the, the foot has a, has a lot of bones in it, so it's you know he's going to be out. Uh, he's going to be out for a significant time.
0: Yeah, and uh, what, what does this mean uh, for the Leafs? Because, uh, sorry, Coach, they're already down a defenseman, of course, with a muzzin who is out.
1: Yeah, so they're going to have to get creative here. We've talked in the past how they do have some calf issues. So they're going to have to uh, move some money around to, to, to get some relief if they want to get some relief at the trade deadline. Because the other thing is, you know, eight weeks, that puts you into March. And um, March is about the time when the league has really stepped up. Their teams are in playoff mode. And it's really hard to come back from injury at that time of year because the league is playing at, a, at such a higher level. So you've got to really hit the ground running. And it's, and it's uh, uh, you know, Mussen and, 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 and Riley are going to have a tough time coming back into the lineup as, as the season goes on.
0: Yeah, and do you think Dubas, Kyle Dubas, the Leaf GM, does he need to do something sooner rather than later? Because obviously the Leafs had a very slow start, replaced the uh, coach. Uh, they're back in the playoff hunt uh, now, but uh, could that all be for naught unless uh, they shore up the defense?
1: Easier said than done right now just because of the cap issues that they have. So he's got to be, he, you know, he's got to prove that he's the boy genius, uh, certainly when it comes to uh, math and capology, uh, in, in trying just to free up space for somebody to come in and, pl- and play and be paid.
0: Yeah, do you think all this really matters, considering the Leafs don't really play defense anymore? <laughs>
1: well, I think, I think it's good. It, it, Freddie Anderson wants somebody in front of him to play some defense. So, yeah, it, it, it does matter because, you know, I, I know they love playing the run and gun, but uh, going into the playoffs, they're going to have to figure something out in the back end.
0: Yeah I, yeah, I was just wondering because they just seem to be all in, and uh, the Florida uh, yeah. game, of course, <laughs> uh, from the other night uh, wow. was exhibit A of uh, that, that they really aren't concerned about their own end at all.
1: Well, that was a lack of focus that that whole game. That that and that's one I believe you take that DVD of that game and you just put it in the trash can.
0: Yeah. Uh, do you think uh, Dubas and the Leafs have they managed Riley properly this season? Because I don't think it's been too much of a uh, you know closely guarded secret that Riley has had some sort of injury. He certainly this year has not been the player he was uh, last year. And should they have been doing like kind of a Kawhi thing and some load management with him and letting him heal?
1: Well, that's that's the thing with the, the hockey player culture is that uh, hockey players don't believe in in uh, load management. Players want to play. And I'll give you an example of all kinds of guys that would play a game every day if they could. And I believe Morgan Riley is one of those guys, a guy that will try to play through an injury. And if it's uh, you know not significant enough for him to miss time, because again, uh, cap issues come due as well. You don't want a guy not playing and uh, that, because you can't really replace him in the lineup because of the fact that, You're up against the cap, so it almost forces their hand. Where if it's not a really serious injury, if he's just nicked up, he's got to play. So it's um, uh, have they managed him improperly? No, because hockey players are really tough to manage in a situation like this.
0: Sure, but is there maybe a silver lining in the fact that Riley now cannot play at all? That uh, this gives him two months to heal all of those uh, wounds and all of those nicks, and uh, you know, hopefully the Leafs make the playoffs and he's ready to go uh, come April.
1: Yep, I, 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 absolutely. But but as I said before, it's really tough to, to, to step back into that league uh, at that time of year when you've been off for eight weeks.
0: Absolutely. Here with the coach Tim Cunningham. Uh, coach also wanted to ask you about this announcement uh, from the WNBA here today. The WNBA and its players' union signaling what's being called a radical shift in how female athletes are to be compensated. With a tentative contract agreement that will sharply increase the salaries of players in the WNBA, the commissioner Kathy Engelbert is calling this quote a, a big bet on women.
1: It is, you know, the WNBA has a, uh, has a huge following and it's a, I've always sort of compared the WNBA to a little bit to the NCAA where the league is making all kinds of dough, but the people that are putting the bums in the seats aren't getting their fair share of the revenue. Uh, it's a classic case where the, uh, uh, where the league's making the money and the players aren't getting enough, so I think this is a huge shift, uh, and and because a lot of uh, athletes don't want to go to the WNBA after the NCAA because of the fact the compensation is so poor. So by 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 having a better compensation package for players, you're gonna get a, you're gonna get better quality athletes playing in this league.
0: And it's substantial too. Again, this still needs to be ratified by the league's board of governors. But this new agreement enables top players to earn more than half a million dollars, which is about triple last year's ceiling. And what sort of effect do you think is that going to have on the sport?
1: I think I think it'll have a very positive effect because it's going to make the league more attractive to players. That's uh, you know uh, that uh, you know am I going to go? Bust, I'm going to go bust my body up for for 25 grand a year. Um, but, but are and and where um, uh, the infrastructure, some of the teams are, are in question. But uh, but now that the compensation is going to be uh, in line with the revenues that the league's uh, bringing in, then yeah, it becomes more attractive and it becomes more attractive to better players.
0: And this is something then, uh, again, that uh, female athletes can truly look at something like the WNBA as a legitimate career uh, objective, if you will, or or, or dream, just not something that uh, is kind of part-time?
1: Oh, absolutely. And look, I've known some girls. I have a cousin of mine who played at Oklahoma. Uh, you know, Stacey Dales is on the uh, NFL network. Uh, uh, she had an opportunity to, to, to play, but I just don't think it was uh, the compensation was attractive enough for these athletes to go and, and they took other uh, career paths instead of going to the WNBA.
0: All right, and uh, finally, it's not too often, uh, Coach, that uh, we talk baseball in January, but there is a okay. substantial uh, baseball headline uh, today, the Houston Astros. They're down a manager and a general manager after firing the two of them over a sign-stealing scandal. Just exactly uh, what are these two? What have they been up to? Well,
1: they're, they're trying to minimize what they've been up to, but basically what it was, the Astros had a camera in center field where the you know the camera angle is that we see all the time in a on a televised game, and uh, so the, and they had a, a uh, Alex Cora. This started uh, a couple of years ago, and Alex Cora was a bench coach. He has he has he's a savant when it comes to stealing signs, and they would uh, through that center field camera see the the signs that the catcher was putting down, and then they would signal to the batter what what the what the uh, type of pitch was coming. If they would they would basically do it. It was very technical, but then how they relayed the signal, they were just banging on a garbage can. No, no bang on <laughs> the garbage can meant it was going to be a fastball. If they banged the garbage can it means it was going to be an off-speed or a curveball-type thing. And uh, so they were doing it electronically, and they had been warned by the commissioner's office and by Rob Manford that this, if this was going on, to knock it off because the penalties were going to be severe. And A.J. Hinch, the, the manager of the, uh, of the Astros, and, and, and Jeff Lunen, uh, who, one of the best general managers in the history of the game, Uh, were not only suspended for a year, the Astros then fired them. Uh, And I think there's more to come. I think Alex Cora, who was the bench coach, who was supposedly the brains behind all this, is now the manager of the Red Sox. Some of this was going on last year with the Red Sox, and I think baseball is going to come down really hard on Cora. And I wouldn't fall off my chair if Alex Cora gets a lifetime suspension.
0: Oh, really? Okay, because basically, would it take them an inning or two? They would just watch from this camera, and they'd figure out what the signal is for fastball, and then uh, they would start relaying stuff to the players?
1: Well, Cora's is so good at it, it doesn't even take him an inning or two. It it takes him, apparently, he he can pick up on signs right away, and again, you know, I think baseball is very right for coming down hard on this, uh, because, you know, it's one thing to steal signs, but it's another thing to use electronics and and uh, apple watches and all all different types of uh, technology to steal signs because if you if 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 the if, if the integrity of a game is in question, then you don't have a game and you don't have a market anymore and so baseball is going to do whatever it can to protect the, the integrity of the game and if it means throwing Alex cora out of the game, then so be it they they did it with p Rose they did it with the, you know they've done it with some of the greatest players of all time so uh, integrity of the sport uh, comes first before the before the star player.
0: Yeah, do you covers. think that uh, other leagues, and I'm thinking specifically of the NFL, of course, and the New England Patriots and Bill Belichick, is this going to be a bit of a wake up call for the other big oh, yeah. uh, sports, uh, pro sports uh, uh, leagues, to uh, take this a little more seriously uh, when it comes to cheating?
1: Well, absolutely, in baseball has always led the way when it comes to protecting the integrity of the sport. I mean, I go back to the 19 I think the 1919 uh, Red, uh White Sox scandal with uh, Shoeless Joe Jackson. There's even evidence that Shoeless Joe Jackson knew nothing about the, the the fixing the World Series. They still won't allow him to go into the World Series. I still still think, you know, Pete Rose was one of the greatest players of all time. There's no proof that he was betting on baseball while he was a player. Uh and he says he always bet on the on, on the Reds, which I don't believe. They will not they will not allow him in the league even though he's one of the greatest players of all time so they're they they do not mess around and I think it's, it sends a clear signal to uh to other leagues don't be mamby-pamby when it comes to the integrity of your sport because if you don't have integrity you might as well go watch the wWE i mean it's 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 you have to protect the integrity if if a sport is going to survive
0: obviously they do not subscribe to that old adage if you ain't cheating you ain't trying
1: yeah. <laughs> well, and, and, and look at—I have no problem with stealing signs, but but when you start doing it electronically and and using other, uh, you know, if I, you know, if the pitcher's got, you know, if I know his arm angles this way, I know a fastball coming, his glove's this way, I don't. you know, that that's just that's intuitive and that's what you're supposed to do as a player. But when it comes to you know rigging your ballpark uh, with electronics to, to to take it to another level, then I think that that crosses the line.
0: Okay, coach, I'm getting a signal right now from Jackie. We have to wrap this up. Thank you. Okay. Appreciate it, pal. We'll talk soon.